Welcome to the Burnout to Bless podcast. I am your host, Tara Reinbolt, and it is my mission to help you take back control of your life, overcome burnout, and reclaim your happiness. Trust me, if I can do it, you can do it. I went from totally burned out human resources professional looking to find my purpose in life to finally kicking burnout to the curb and finding my God-led mission. If you're ready to start living your best life today, like right now, literally this second, then you've come to the right place. Consider me your own personal business and life coach. Now let's get this party started and dive into today's episode. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Burnout to Blessed. We are on to episode number nine and the second episode in the Solve series. And today's topic is develop an efficiency mindset. So I'm really excited to talk to you about today's topic because I have went over this topic several times, but not in great depth, just skimmed over it. And the concept is, think of your brain as a phone and you start your day out at 100%. Well, I lied. (laughs) Let me rephrase that. You're burned out, so you're not starting out at 100%. We already know that. You're probably starting out at 80% because you're burned out. And as the day goes on, you're using more and more of your brain So your battery is going down and down and down, just like a phone would. So come one o'clock, you are at 60%. Come five o'clock, you're at 40%. Come eight o'clock, you're at 20%. So as the day goes on, (laughs) your brain has less efficiency because you're using it all, right? So that is what we're going to work on today. How can you recharge your brain? And these strategies are going to help you whether you're burned out or you're not, because we're all human. We all experience stress no matter what. And in order to clear our mind from the clutter and to operate at 100% efficiency, we need to have our mind operating at that 100% level. So we are going to go over the strategies on how to do that here today. And most of these strategies, you can implement ASAP and others. It might take time for you to implement them. And I'm going to get into what that time looks like and maybe the only time that you should wait on implementing some of these strategies. Moral of the story, I'm giving you the strategies so that you can implement them at any point in time. But there are a few that I want you to start immediately in order to keep your eye on the prize and to stay laser gazelle-like focused on overcoming burnout. So strategy number one, get your sleep. 
(laughs) you should strive for six to eight hours of sleep each night. Now, if this doesn't feel like enough for you, pay attention to your body. Your body is going to tell you whether you need more sleep or not. Now, I'm just going to try to put this into perspective on how important sleep is. Studies actually show that sleep-deprived drivers are more, and I repeat, they are more impaired than drivers that are intoxicated from alcohol. That should put it into perspective. (laughs) Now, for those of you that are familiar with depression, you know that depressed people are not producing enough of the hormone serotonin. So what happens is your body is not producing enough of a particular hormone. So what sleep does is it helps regulate your hormones. It helps produce those hormones and to stabilize your mood. Now, I'm not saying if you don't get enough sleep, you're going to become depressed. That's not at all what I'm saying. But what I am saying is if you're not getting enough rest, you're not allowing your body to do the work that it needs to in order for you to operate at 100%. So my bet is that a lot of depressed people probably aren't getting the sleep that they should. So making sleep a priority is imperative to developing an efficient mindset. And this is a strategy that you can implement today, like right now. I know for me, it's one o'clock on a Wednesday and my little one was up all night. So I think I'm actually going to take my own advice (laughs) here shortly and potentially take a nap so that my body can heal itself a little bit. But anywho, that's a strategy that you can start ASAP. Now, the second strategy that you need to start today as well. These are like non-negotiables, by the way. (laughs) Because you're in burnout, these are non-negotiables. You need to process your stress mentally. Now, I am going to give you three options on how to process your stress mentally. We're going to go from easiest to most difficult. So the easiest strategy to process your stress mentally is to phone a friend. (laughs) Now, who wants to be a millionaire? (laughs) I wish, right? How you are able to process your stress by calling a friend, aka discussing the stress that you encountered that day with a trusted friend or family member. So we've talked multiple times over and over again about the model, which is circumstance, thought, feeling, action, result. So ultimately, what you're going to do in this option to process your stress is you're going to talk about what situation occurred that day, what circumstance, what stressed you out. And you need to talk about what were you thinking, how it made you feel, what action did you take, those things. Now, I'm going to note here that those things typically flow pretty naturally. You know, you call your girlfriend up and you're like, oh my gosh, you will not believe what happened today. I was so mad. They said this. 
I can't believe they were thinking that. I would never do that. Okay, so this is just an example of a conversation that you could get into. This is this was my go-to when I was burned out because I didn't make any time for anything. And I had an hour drive home, an hour to drive to work. So my hour on the way home was me always processing the stress of that day with my mother. And I chose my mom because A, I trusted her and B, she could relate because she was also in HR. So she could easily give me the advice and everything that I needed. But one thing that I didn't have then that I have now is the model. And that is you need to consciously go through the model of this is how I was thinking at the time. And because I was thinking this way, I started to get angry. And then I started, you know, once I was angry, it resulted in me going and telling my coworker exactly how I felt. And now I'm suspended. (laughs) No, I'm just kidding. But I'm just walking you through an example, right? And I, at the time, was not aware of the model, but because of that, I wouldn't process my stress in an effective way. I was talking about it. I was venting, but I wasn't solving. I wasn't getting to the root of the issue. You know, why did I feel so angry? And why I felt so angry was because of the thought. And it never dawned on me that my thoughts were creating my feelings. And because I was so upset or I was so happy that it made me, propelled me to take a particular action, make a particular decision. So when you're speaking with whoever it is that you decide, you need to consciously go through circumstance, thought, feeling, action, result, okay? So in order to do this, you need to end it by how can I resolve this? How can I process things more effectively moving forward? For example, let's just take the coworker. I got so mad that I just told her off. Well, how can I move on from this situation? Maybe I can go back and I can apologize to that coworker. I did not mean to blow up on you. I was feeling inadequate because you made me feel, I felt that way when you said X, Y, and Z. It just made me feel like you didn't think I knew what I was doing or whatever, right? Like you need to find a way to resolve that situation so that you can leave it at the door and you can move on. Because if you don't acknowledge and if you don't move on, you're going to get stuck in that feeling and it's going to take your brain power, it's going to take your battery down a notch. Like you're going to lose 10% because you're still unconsciously, because you're not aware of it, stewing over that situation. You never process that stress. And an example of this is grief. So many people that are grieving 
find ways to compartmentalize. Like, all right, well, I'm upset. I'm grieving this situation. I am no longer with my boyfriend of 15 years or I'm divorced and I'm not going to think about it. I'm just going to work a million hours or I'm just going to invest all my time and my kids and I'm not going to think about the situation that's causing me stress. And therefore, you never resolve that. And because of that, you're really operating at a much lower level than you even realize. So it's important to acknowledge that it happened and find a way to move on and resolve it. So that is the easiest strategy is to talk to someone about it. The next easiest strategy is to journal. Now, you need to journal the model. So you're going to follow the same process. The only difference is, is you're journaling versus telling someone about it. So you're working through it with someone. That's the easiest way. The second easiest way is you're working with yourself to uncover your thoughts, to uncover your feelings that led to your actions, okay? And you need to follow the same process. You need to acknowledge and you need to find a way to resolve and move on. So the hardest strategy to process your, process your stress mentally is to actually process it at the time that it occurs. So let's use the coworker, for example. When you're having a conversation with this coworker, you're actually right after the situation, like immediately after you are processing or you're able, you're so good (laughs) at managing your mind at this point that you're able to say, oh, whoa, 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 wait a minute. I am thinking some crazy lunatic thoughts. These are not helpful, okay? I need to stop right now. This is not the reality, right? So you need to take time to process the stress right then and there. And the reason why this is the most difficult is because not all of us have mastered how to go over the model in our brains at the time that a situation that stresses you out occurs. You know, I have been on this planet for 33 years, going on 34 years in May, and this new thinking pattern or this new thinking strategy to manage my mind effectively has just been presented to me about a year and a half ago. So for the other 32 years of my life, I've been operating on autopilot, essentially, knowing that there's my subconscious, knowing that there's some things going on under the surface that I truly don't want to deal with. I know they're there. I have an intuition as to what they might be (laughs) in my gut. But again, I choose not to go there. So this concept of thinking is saying, you're going to go there. You're going to deal, you're going to dig up this crap and you're going to figure it out so that you can move on and so that it doesn't hold you back from having the future that you want. So this step or this 
this concept of the model and mastering it, it's going to take time, my friends. It's not going to happen overnight. Because think about it. You've been on this planet for how long? And this concept, although it might seem obvious, you're not actually practicing it. So this is why it's difficult. So let's give you an example of why it's so difficult. Say you're giving a presentation in front of your executive leadership team. And then you have a colleague, could be um, a superior, could be a coworker that's, you know, the same level as you. They interrupt and they ask you a question that's really meant to throw you off, that's meant to almost maybe embarrass you. And you're like, you know what? Screw you, buddy. (laughs) So in that moment, you have to keep on going. You can't just stop and sit there and say, why did I get upset about that? So it's not always going to be possible for you to process stress in the moment, but you need to try to make time to process it after those moments. And sometimes you may have the luxury of being able to process it in the moment. I can tell you that since I've been utilizing the strategy of managing my mind through the model, I have found myself when I'm in these crazy negative thinking patterns, I have found myself being able to say, whoa, 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 wait a minute. What's happening here? Why are you thinking this? (laughs) So I promise you, the more you do it, the easier it becomes But that's why it's difficult. It's not something that you're used to. So these are the three strategies. Strategy number one, talk to someone. Strategy number two, journal. Strategy number three, process it at the time that it occurs. So naturally, I want you to choose the strategy that's going to work best for you. So because you're overcoming burnout you have to journal. Like there's no ifs, ands, or buts. That's You have to. That is a part of your goal action plan to overcome burnout. But as I mentioned, these are the other options that you have to process your stress mentally. Okay. So the next strategy to develop an efficient mindset is to detoxify your stress physically. Now, did you know that our bodies actually physically absorb the emotions that we feel from stress? I mean, this happens whether you're you realize it or not. The best example that I can give of this is road rage. <laughs> I think that most of you have had some sort of road rage in your life, and if you haven't, hats off to you. I pretty much envy you, not going to lie, because this is something that I've really had to work on, especially now that I had kids. Before, when I didn't have kids, I could put my own safety at risk. But now that I have kids, like it's not even an option for me to have road rage. So it takes a lot, a lot of constraint for me not to go crazy when someone else goes crazy. (laughs) So think about a time that you had road rage, right? And 
were you physically feeling that? Like, were you physically upset? Like, I'm sure you can think back to that time and think, oh, wow, you're right. I physically felt the emotion of road rage, a.k.a. anger. I mean, I can't tell you how many times I have my whole body tensed up and I just wanted to throw something or, you know, that's how angry I got from road rage. It's crazy. So that is the best example that I can give that, yes, you do physically experience emotions, whether you realize it or not. I mean, so that's why it's so important to process the stress, get it out of our bodies so that we're operating at 100%. And how do you do that? There's two ways that you can do that. And it really just depends on what way makes the most sense for you. So some of you might want to play a sport or some of you might want to go for a walk. Some of you like to lift. Whatever it may be, Pick, a, pick one and stick to it because it's going to help you process your stress. It's going to help get that stress out of your body. Now, the reason why I stated earlier that there's a time and there's a place, I don't want you to overwhelm yourself with, I have to do this, I have to do that. In the beginning phase of overcoming burnout, I really don't want you to focus too much on getting the stress out physically unless, now I repeat, unless it's already part of your schedule. So for example, if you go to the gym every day already, then don't change it. Keep going to the gym because you are getting that stress out of your body physically. And that is so important. But If you're not one that goes to the gym on a daily basis, if you're not one that plays a sport consistently week in and week out, or if you're not one that goes for a walk week in and week out, it's too much. It's even, it's going to cause you even more stress by adding something to your plate. Now, remember in the last episode, I said, we want to take things off of your plate. We want to simplify your life. We want to give you your time back in order for you to be laser focused. So do not introduce this strategy unless it's already a part of your routine, okay? Because it's just going to stress you out even more. And we want to take away the overwhelm. We don't want to give you more of it. But if you have overcome burnout and you're past that phase And now you're in the process of just managing stress as it comes up and managing it effectively and efficiently. This is how you're going to do it. You need to find a way to detoxify your stress physically if you have overcome burnout already. And if you're just trying to manage your stress effectively. So this is how you can do that. And Strategy number one, exercise, play a sport, go for a walk, lift, whatever it might be, play tennis. The second strategy to detoxify your stress physically is actually 
not sports, not walks. This is a totally different technique. So I'm going to walk you through it. It's almost like a meditative technique. So what you're going to do is you're going to lie down and you're going to close your eyes. Now, I want you to physically tense one muscle at a time as hard as you can. Start with your feet and work your way up to your face. Like really tense up those muscles. Sometimes it's hard to like tense up your foot muscles, but I want you to, in your mind, like think about the exercise of when you're teaching a child to go to sleep. Shut your mind up. I want you to close your eyes. I want you to shut your mind off. Tell your feet to go to sleep. Tell your legs to go to sleep. Tell your knees to go to sleep. This is the same process, but what you're doing instead is you're tensing one muscle at a time and you're doing it as hard as you can, like holding on for dear life, my friends. Now, I want you to focus on your breathing while tensing each muscle. Breathe in for five seconds, exhale for five seconds. That's how you know that you're tensing like you should. Tensing for five seconds, like one, two, three, four, five, let go. Okay, so I'm assuming that you can visually see what I'm talking about. You're understanding where I'm going, okay? But what I want you to do is I want you to add a a step in here. I want you to visualize the circumstance that's causing you stress. Visualize that coworker. Visualize that person interrupting your presentation. Now, the last step is while you're tensing, you're for five seconds, for is visualize yourself letting out that emotion. You might be screaming at this person. You might be slapping this person. (laughs) You might be stomping your foot. You might be throwing a plate at the wall. Like this is your break room. Remember we talked about this in another episode of like releasing that emotion. You, I want you to visualize releasing the emotion. This is your break room. This is your second break room, right? Instead of journaling about it in a letter, this is going to be you actually visualizing it in your mind while you are tensing each muscle. Visualize getting it out. Now, this is sound strange, but it's a technique that has been proven to work time and time again. And it's so proven that people have actually felt the anger. They've actually felt the frustration and the sadness and to the point where they felt it leave their body to the point where people start crying, okay, and were crying tears of joy, crying tears of frustration, of anger. Like this has actually happened because this method to physically detoxify your stress is proven. So I'm going to quickly go over that again. Lie down, close your eyes. Now I want you to visualize whatever it is that is 
upsetting you. Visualize your stressor. Visualize what it is. And then I want you to physically tense each muscle one at a time. And I want you to let go of that feeling of the stress that it's causing you, whether it's anger, frustration, or sadness. I want you to visualize yourself releasing it in whatever way makes the most sense for you. Now, in this exercise, it's going to pretty much, it's going to pop up. Like, and if it's something crazy, like slapping someone, (laughs) I know I'm a Christian and and it's weird for me to say that, but you got to just go with it, right? It's okay to have these thoughts. We're not perfect. We're imperfect human beings. If we were perfect, we'd be God. And guess what? We are not it. We are far, far, far from it, my friends. Um, So that's what I want you to do. That's how you can actually detoxify your stress. So these are the strategies to physically let go of the stress. Now, the last strategy that I want you to consider implementing once you're midway through overcoming burnout. And I say midway because at this point, when you're tackling the primary circumstance that is causing you to burn out, that is the hardest part in the process. When you are trying to overcome the primary circumstance that is burning you out, you're in no way, shape, or form able to add anything onto your plate. This is the phase that you need to take as much off of your plate as possible so that you can become laser focused. Now, there are probably anywhere from two to four primary circumstances that are leading you to burnout. So if you have identified four circumstances that are leading you to burnout and are leading you to undesirable results, you have to conquer one at a time. You can't conquer them all at the same time. That's too much. It's never going to work. And I discussed that in previous episodes. So once you are midway through, so say you have identified four, once you have successfully conquered two of those undesirable circumstances slash results, and you have created the result that you want, then it's time to insert this strategy. Now, This is the last and final strategy to help you develop an efficient mindset. And this is by minimizing your decisions. Studies have actually shown that decision overload, regardless of how insignificant, like even taking out, you know, what are you going to wear today? What are you going to cook for dinner today? So regardless of how insignificant a decision may seem, it will slowly erode your ability to make good decisions. Do you hear that? It goes along with the concept that you're starting out anywhere from 80 to 100% when you wake up in the morning and you're ending on anywhere from 10 to 20% and you need to recharge. A way to stay 
at 60 to 70 to 80 percent battery during the day is to take away things from your plate. Simplify your life, which is what we went over in last episode. Now, the second way to hover in between that 60 to 80 percent battery life of your brain, you know, where it's operating at, is to decrease the amount of decisions that you make each day. Now, I'm going to give you an example. (laughs) President Obama, what he would do is he would literally wear the same exact thing every single day. Have the same breakfast every single day. And when asked, why do you do this? (laughs) His Response was, I make enough difficult decisions in a day. This is one less decision that I have to make. So think about that concept. If you can take away decisions, just create one decision. Simplify your entire day by, I am not going to have to think about what I'm going to eat today. I'm not going to have to think about what I'm going to wear today. You know, if you can take away those simple, insignificant decisions, then your decision-making ability is going to be hovering at 80% all day, which is awesome. So that's step one, decrease the amount of decisions you make each day. Step two, create a simple routine and stick to it. So aka... Come up with a system and stick to it and utilize it in the most insignificant ways. And I promise you that when it comes to more significant things, like for example, if you're able to operate at 75% at four to five o'clock and you're actually in work burnout, or if you're taking care of your kids, right? Or if you're taking care of your loved one and you've been with them all day, You've been with your kids all day. You've been at work all day. And your brain is still operating at 75 to 80%. The likelihood that you had the ability, because you're efficient and you had the ability to make a decision that was going to get you your desired results, is much higher than. If you're at if you're at 10% or if you're at 20%, 40%, and if you're stuck with the should I go to the gym or should I not? You're going to take the easy road every single time because your brain is operating at a much less sufficient level. So if you're able to operate from a much higher level, then you're more likely to say no. You're more likely to follow that blueprint that you created to overcome burnout. But again, this step is not meant for you to incorporate until you're halfway through overcoming burnout because it's too much of another additive. It's adding something onto your plate that you don't need. But I want you to think about this concept. And if you can, I want you to just start out small. Maybe make your meals for the week. Maybe 
pick out what you're going to wear the night before. Those type of things. Maybe pick out, go to the store and get the same exact outfit. I don't know. But again, this really truly is not meant for you to introduce until you're halfway through burnout because it's a strategy that is new. And I want you at this point to take things off of your plate. I want you to simplify your life, okay? But this is a strategy that you can implement midway through burnout and you can implement if you've overcome burnout because all of these strategies that I went through today, sleep, processing stress mentally, detoxifying your stress physically, and minimizing your decision-making, these are all things that are important for you to manage your mind so that you're operating at 100% at all times so that you never fall into burnout again and so that you are effective and efficient in your everyday decision making. Okay, so that is it for today. That is how you develop an efficient mindset. All right, next week we're going to be discussing journaling practices and I'm really excited about it because that is how I get my inspiration for my business. That's how I've uncovered my God-led purpose that has led me to not care what people think of me. That has led me to take my fear and throw it aside and say, Bon voyage, I have a greater mission in life. And that is to help people overcome burnout so they don't have to deal with the misery and chaos that I did. So journaling, oh my gosh, it has made my world change in so many ways. So that's what we're going to be discussing next week. Uh, Until then, I pray that you get some sleep, my friends. Recharge those batteries. I'll talk to you next week. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to the Burnout to Bless podcast. I hope that you found value in today's episode, and I pray that you will make the commitment to take back control of your life and that God will give you the courage to move forward to live the life that you were meant to live. If this episode at all inspired you, please do me a huge favor and subscribe to the Burnout to Bless podcast wherever you listen to your favorite podcast and leave me a review. By subscribing, you'll be the first to be notified when new episodes air. And by leaving a review, you'll help this podcast get noticed and hopefully change someone's life. If you're ready to take the next step to overcome burnout and live the life of your dreams, email me at coachinginfo at burnout, B-U-R-N-O-U-T, the number two, blessed.com. Again, that's coachinginfo at burnout, the number two, blessed.com to learn more about my customized coaching programs. Now remember, Rome was not built in a day. All you need to do is take it one step at a time, my friends, and I promise you, you will get to your destination. Until next time.